0: Blessed in my phone,
1: we are truly present for sitting and walking meditation. At peace. May the practice of the noble community diligent and steady
2: ascend
1: the ten bodies at with ease and energy. May the sangha body live peacefully fresh and full of joy for the body of the awakened one
2: is pure and clear as
1: crystal. In the world the awakened one is bitterness and suffering, in every place the awakened mind. Feels love and compassion. Love.
3: sẽ đáp lại bằng một bài một bài pháp thoại tân vì nào có câu hỏi gì mà quan trọng lắm về trường tu học của mình về những khó khăn của mình đối với bản thân hay đối với những người thân của mình mà tìm muốn tìm cách tháo gỡ thì có thể lên hỏi để cho những người khác cùng được lời lạc if you have questions concerning your practice Uh, concerning the difficulty of relationship between uh, two friends, you and him or her, or or between uh, two people, Uh, you know but um, you would like to to help, Uh, how to uh, find a way out, how to help with the transformation, with the beginning anew, and then uh, please come forward and ask the question for the benefit of other people. And there is a microphone here. And you might like to to come, five people, ten people, fifteen people, and sit here and take time, take turn to ask the question. And I will write down these questions.
1: Are we supposed to spend our time in the here and now, and I was thinking, how would I plan my grocery shopping or things like that if I don't think ahead? Good question.
3: Thank you. How to, how to get rid
4: of the anger?
3: How to help him how to help, him. help yeah. get rid of the anger in himself? Yes. Thank you. Very good.
4: Dạ, thưa thầy, con cũng muốn tu, nhưng mà nhiều khi đó, những cái việc mình nghĩ là phải làm nó thì nó lại xung đột với những cái việc khác. thí dụ như bây giờ mình đi làm ở hãng đó, mình muốn giữ cho cái hãng nó lợi nhuận và sống lâu, thì mình lại phải, mình phải giảm cái chi tiêu, mình phải đuổi một số người thì họ mất việc, và gia đình họ khó khăn, hành ra nó khó quyết định lắm ạ.
3: Hay lắm. Can you say it in English also?
4: Because uh, I know we have to do the right thing and uh, not uh, do the good thing for everybody. Don't do something that we do not want to do to us. But because we live in the life, so uh, sometimes there is interest conflict. Example: If I work in the company, so to make company make profit and survive. Sometimes we have to cut costs and we have to lay off some workers. And it is a very difficult decision because um, we make many people unhappy and force their family uh, face the hard life. That is my question.
1: Dear, Tha, dear Sangha, uh, My question has to do with uh, uh, the loss of life and what is a way to, if you lose someone dear to you, someone who passes away, uh, what is the way in the present moment to al-
0: allow that person to... I
3: understand. Uh,
0: my question is Can there ever be a positive benefit to anger? Uh, can anger ever be purely motivated? Okay. Um, Dear Tai, uh, my question is How do we keep a balance with the practice and also wanting? personal fulfillment and to
3: move your life toward a successful profession and being ambitious in your profession which is much more ego driven and the practice where you're supposed to leave the ego
4: how do I forgive myself I've heard that you might not be coming back to the United States anytime soon because perhaps someone in our government or in our country has made you feel unwelcome. I hope that's not true. Please tell us.
1: Sometimes I have difficulties believing in myself. How can I do that if I don't? How can I believe in myself if I don't
3: believe in the people around me and in my own soul? One more. This is the last one.
2: Uh, dear Thai, I have a a little problem. Uh, my son. Uh, he wants to marry uh, a Catholic, uh, which is not uh, the problem to me. However, when I ask him, uh, I have uh, no objection for him to marry a Catholic, but I, he insists that I should go to the church for the wedding. I tell him that's not the obstacle. But I would like to see him to marry in front of our ancestor first before we go into the, the church.
3: Okay. Uh,
2: I can pursue him. So we don't talk over years now. Okay. Thank you, Thay. Thank you. Questions I allow.
0: In Laquesh, that means I'm another yourself. I would like to ask you I'm from Mexico. I'm defending the, uh, the culture in my country, especially the Toltecs and the Mayans. And I would like to know what do you think about that we humans, we are living in the air in time. Because according to the Mayas, we are not living with the natural cycles in time. And I would like to know what do you think about that. Because we think that the correct frequency in time is the 1320, because we have 13 main joints in our body and 20 fingers and toes so we would like i would like to to listen what do you think about that thank you hey, well. well my question is basically that um, because according to the mayas i think that that we are living in the uh, in the air, in time, in the in the wrong frequency, that we are accelerating the course of the planet. And I would like to know if do you really think that we need to touch more the ground of the natural cycles. That's basically my, my question. If you think that we need to touch really deeply, I think so. The think uh, the natural cycles in time. I, yeah, I think so.
3: That's my answer. We have to do so. Thank you. Let us enjoy our in breath and out breath with the bell. Breathing in. I know I am alive. Breathing out, I smile to life. Enjoy your breathing. Afternoon, dear Sangha. Mm. When we speak about uh, living in the present moment, we speak of uh, touching life deeply in that moment. In our daily life, we used to uh, allow ourselves to. Uh, to think too much about uh, the past. And many of us uh, are prisoners of the past. We are not capable of letting go of the past, that is why we cannot touch the present moment very deeply. And that those of us uh, who worry too much about the future, And uh, the fear, the uncertainty uh, in us prevent us from being there to touch the windows of life that are available. And that is why the Buddha advised us to go home to the present moment. He said, the past is already gone and the future is not yet there. There, there is only one moment when we can true, be truly alive; that is the present moment. And to him, it is possible. For him, it is possible for us to live happily in the present moment. But when you practice his teaching, you find out that uh, being in the present moment does not mean that you cannot learn anything from the past and you, cannot, uh, you are not allowed to make plans for the future. If you are well-grounded in the present moment, then you can bring the past back to the present moment and study the past, and you can learn a lot from the past, and you are still grounded in the present moment. The idea is not to get lost in the regret, your complex of uh, guilt concerning what you have done in the past. If you are grounded well in the present moment, you can consider the past as the object of your inquiry in the present moment. And it can tell you a lot. It can bring you a lot of understanding It can liberate you, and that is why uh, the practice uh, does not forbid you to, to study the past, with condition that you are still grounded in the present moment. The same thing is true for the future. The Buddha doesn't want us to be carried away by our fear, our anxiety, our uncertainty about the future. But if you are grounded firmly in the present moment, you can very well make plans for the future. His advice is not to get lost in the the worries about the future. But if you are grounded in the present moment, you bring the future here in the present moment and have a deep look in it. The future is also the object of your meditation, like the past. And you are always in the here and the now. is that um, the future is made only of one substance. The substance is called the present. It is with the present that the future is made. That is why when we are able to handle the present moment the best way we can, then that is about everything you can do for the future. If you are handling the present moment the best way you can, you are assuring you a good future. And that is why to allow yourself to wonder in... uh, to get lost in the worries and fear about future, it does not help. So to make plans for the future is part of uh, our practice in the present moment. Because the present uh, is is the future. The future is made of the present moment. And when you know that you are doing your best in handling the present moment, you know that you are taking care of the future at the same time. And the practice does not advise you uh, not to think about future, not to make plans about future. In fact, we can look very far into the future and make um, intelligent um, projects for the future, but we can always still ground it in the present moment, not getting lost in the fear and uncertainty. The same thing is true with the past. Many people think that the past is is no longer there, we have done some thing negative in the past. We cannot go back to the past and fix it. So we, we allow the guilt to, uh, to, to dominate us. But according to this practice, we can change the past. Because the past is still there, hidden in the present. The damage you have done in the past, the damage your ancestors have done in the past, are still there, very real, in the present moment. If you bear in the present moment, and touch deeply the present moment, you, you also touch the past, because the present moment is made of the past. The past continues in the present moment. that is why touching the present, present moment deeply, you can touch the past, and you can change, you can fix the past. Suppose a long time ago you said something not very nice to your grandmother, out of anger. And now she is no longer there. And you regret. You tell yourself that if she is still alive, you come to her and apologize. But because she is no longer there, you cannot do that. So you are caught in your complex of uh, regret or guilt. According to this practice, the pain, the damage, You you have caused in the past. It's still there in the present moment. The suffering of your grandmother, your own suffering is still there in you in the present moment. If you practice meditation, it means looking deeply. You see that your grandma is still alive in every cell of your body because you are a continuation of her. You are a continuation of your mother, you are a continuation of your uh, father, you are a continuation of your grandfather, your grandmother. And although you think that uh, they are no longer there, but they are still alive in every cell of your body. And This is the teaching of the Buddha. Nothing is lost. So if you go home to yourself, breathing deeply, and recognize the presence of your grandma in you, You might like to say something like this, Grandma, who is in me, who is in every cell of my body, I'm sorry. I have said such a a, a mean thing to you, and that made you suffer, and that made me suffer, and the suffering is still alive today. I promise to you and to myself that I will not do something like that again from now on, and if you are able to do that, you can see your grandma smiling in you, in every cell, of your body, and you are healed. And that is why every damage done in the past can be healed if you know how to touch deeply the present moment. When the Buddha said, uh, let us live deeply the present moment. It does not mean that uh, we are forbidden to learn from the past. We are forbidden to make uh, intelligent uh, planning for the future. So uh, your grocery store is uh, part of uh, the object of your meditation in the present moment. When there is so much anger in the heart of your son, your son suffer, and you, as uh, her mother or your father uh, his ma- her mother or his father, you also suffer. And if your son suffer, you suffer you suffer because your son is your continuation, your son is your future and that is why uh, we have to help our son, our daughter not to suffer. Anger is a kind of energy born from from the lack of uh, understanding and compassion. The antidote for anger is understanding and compassion. Someone who said something or who did something to make us suffer, we consider him to be our enemy, the source of our anger. But in fact, it's not that simple. We have a seed of anger in our consciousness. Everyone, And that seed of anger might have been transmitted to you by your ancestors, your father, your mother. Before, because your father did not know how to handle the seed of anger, he has transmitted that seed of anger to you intact. And if you don't know how to practice, you cannot transform the anger in you, and you will transmit it to your son and your daughter. That is why you have to say that that anger in the heart of uh, my son, maybe I have transmitted it to him. And since he, ha- he does not know how to handle that energy in him, he allowed that energy to, be, to grow. Anger as a seed can be watered in many ways. If we live uh, in a bad environment, the seed of anger will be water every day by everything we see, everything we hear, and so on. And if we allow the seed of, of anger be watered several times a day, well, our anger in us will grow. And in our daily life, we consume a lot of violence. When you read an article in a magazine, that article may contain a lot of anger. And we are ingesting anger into us, but we don't know. That is why it's not good to read the kind of magazines, the kind of articles that contain so much poisons like uh, fear, craving, and anger. If you want to take care of yourself, if you want to take care of members of your family, you have to protect yourself and your family by the practice of mindful consumption. You consume newspapers, magazines, television, films, conversations, and so on. And what you read, what you listen to, what you wash, might contain a lot of poisons, namely craving, fear, frustration, anger, despair. And that is why the family should sit down together and uh, discuss about a strategy for uh, self-protection. We should avoid consuming items that bring into our body and into our consciousness toxins like uh, anger, fear, despair, violence, and so on. And this is a practice of mindfulness, mindfulness of cons- consumption. This is the first thing to do. The first thing to do is to prevent more more toxin to come into us, and then the second part, the second step to do is try to transform the amount of anger, violence, and fear that are already inside of us. But the second step would not be could not be uh, successful if we don't we don't take the first step, or at least we can do. Uh, the two things together. Uh, in the Buddhist tradition, we have the practice of the five mindfulness trainings. Sometimes we call it five uh, precepts. And the fifth about is about uh, mindful consumption. You are not supposed to consume things uh, that destroy your body and consciousness, including uh, drugs, alcohol, and items, uh, other items, like a television programs, a magazine that contains so much violence and um, fear and craving. So if you want to help your son, talk to him about consumption. He should not listen to the things that water the seed of anger that is already very big in him. He should not consume articles, films, and things like that, who have a lot of poisons. If he keeps ingesting these kinds of poisons, his anger will grow every day. And you might offer yourself as a companion of practice. Darling, I will practice with you, together we will refrain from listening to the things, watching the things, consuming the things that contain violence, and fear, and anger. And then the next step, darling, shall we practice together in order to recognize our anger, embrace it, and find ways to transform it? The practice of mindfulness helps us to go home to us and to take care of ourselves, our body, our feelings, our emotions. And if you practice uh, well the practice of mindful breathing, mindful walking, you have enough energy of mindfulness in order to recognize, embrace your anger and bring a relief to it. When your son he becomes a victim of uh, anger. You may like to hold his hand and say, Darling, let us practice mindful breathing, breathing in. I calm myself, breathing out, I smile. Or let us do walking meditation and touch the wonderful things uh, in ourselves and around us. The energy of mindfulness helps us to, to go home to ourselves and take care of uh, the pain that is manifesting in us. It is like a mother holding her ailing baby, and the loving energy of the mother begins to penetrate into the baby and bring some relief. Mindfulness is the mother. Anger is the baby. If you know how to practice mindful breathing, mindful walking, you can generate the energy of mindfulness that will recognize, embrace tenderly your anger. And if mindfulness is there, uh, you are safe. If you know how to practice mindful breathing, mindful walking, generating the energy of mindfulness, and then you can you can take care of your anger, not to allow it to become uh, to 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 push you to say or to do things that will cause further damage. The mother, when uh, when her baby uh, suffers, should uh, take her baby into her arms with tenderness, embracing the baby. She doesn't know why the baby suffers. But the fact that she is holding the baby tenderly can bring relief to the baby. And after some time, the mother will find out what is the reason that makes the baby uh, suffer. That is the practice of looking deeply. A mother, a good mother, would need only a few minutes in order to find out what is wrong with the baby. If you are a good practitioner, in five or ten minutes you may find out the word, the, the roots of your anger. The baby cry maybe because uh, she's uh, hungry or maybe she has uh, a fever, or the diaper is a little bit too tight, and the mother can find the down very easily. And after having found the the reason of uh, the anger of the baby, she can change the situation very well. If you know what is the real roots of your anger, you can also transform your anger. First, you think that uh, your anger has been given to you by the one outside. Just something he, he said or he, he did cause your anger. But you don't know that the main cause of your anger is the seed of anger in you. That is very important. Other people, when they hear such a thing, or they, 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 they see such a thing, they don't get angry like you, because the seed of anger in them is smaller. The seed of anger in you is very big, that is why Uh, you get angry so easily. That is why we have to accept the fact that uh, the main cause of your suffering, of your anger, is the seed of anger in you is too big. And your son should be able to recognize that. And not to blame everything on the environment, on the other person. That's one thing to see. The other thing to see is that um, is that um, someone who does not know to handle his uh, anger, his suffering, will spill it over to other people. When someone is angry, he suffers, she suffers. And because uh, she does not know how to handle the energy of anger, she makes people around her suffer, including her beloved ones. And that is someone To be helped and not to punish. When you see the suffering of that person, you don't want to punish him anymore. You know that you have to help him to transform the anger in him. But you cannot help him unless you know how to do it by yourself. If you don't know how to go home to you with mindfulness, recognize embrace and transform your anger, you cannot help the other person to to transform his or her anger. That is why help yourself first. And Buddhist meditation offer you very concrete ways of recognizing, embracing, calming and transforming your anger. And if you go to your son with that uh, the techniques that you have master, and then you can help him otherwise any advice would not help A- everyone know that anger is not good for us and for other people everyone know know that the fact is that uh, they cannot help it they are overwhelmed by the by the energy of violence of anger and that is why everyone should learn the art of embracing anger and transforming it And the first step is to learn how to breathe mindfully, to smile to your own anger, to embrace your anger tenderly like a mother embracing her baby. This is something I have done, many friends of mine have done it, and we have learned it from the Buddha. We know how, uh, we know that uh, when anger mm, manifests in us we should not do something, anything, we should not uh, say anything, because uh, doing something out of anger, saying something out of anger will bring about uh, negative things that will make us regret later That is why when anger manifests, the best thing to do is uh, to, to practice mindful breathing, mindful walking, to take care of our anger and not to try to, to talk or to do something with the per- person we think to be the cause of our anger. The question is whether sometimes anger helps, it has been asked, me so many times. In fact, if uh, if someone made you ang- angry, you not, should not try to suppress your anger. Because suppressing anger may be very dangerous. Using the energy of mindfulness to recognize your anger and embrace it uh, tenderly is what we should do. It's much safer. And uh, that does not mean that you do not have the right to tell him or her that you are angry, that you suffer, that he has done something, he has said something that makes you suffer, that you are angry. But you can very well tell him or tell her with love and speech. In Plum We advise our friends to do like this. In the deadline, uh, before the deadline of 24 hours, you have to tell him, you have to tell her that you are angry, you suffer, and you like him or her to know it. You don't have the right to keep your anger. For you, yourself alone, more than 24 hours is not healthy. You should tell him, you should tell her, but in calm speech. And if you cannot do it, with speaking you can write it down on a piece of paper. And our friends remember, memorize well the formulas. You may like to try it. The first line you may write to him is Darling, I suffer. I am angry, and I want you to know it. I don't know why you have done such a thing to me. I don't know why you have said such a thing to me. I suffer very much. I'm angry. I want you to know. That is the content The first uh, sentence. If you can say it, and then you have to write it down. And make sure to deliver it to her, to him, before the deadline. And you feel better. The second line, the second thing you might like to tell him or her is you are doing your best. Darling, I am doing my best. It means I am practicing according to the teaching of the Buddha. I am practicing mindful breathing, mindful walking, generating the energy of mindfulness in order to take care of my anger, in order to bring a relief. And then I will be looking deeply into my anger to see what is the root of my anger. That is. To see whether that is my wrong perception that has created anger, or maybe because of some of your unskillfulness. Looking deeply is to find the root of your anger. And generally, it has been born from our lack of understanding and compassion. So the second line you write down is Darling, I am doing my best. And when the other person reads that sentence, you have a lot of admiration for you. You are a person who knows how to handle your anger. You are a practitioner. You don't react angrily like other people. So that inspire her, that inspire him to practice the same. What have I done to her? What I have said that make her suffer like that, I have to look back. And that is an invitation for the other person to do the same. Very gentle, very non-violent. Darling, I'm doing my best. And the third line, very difficult to say, to write down. Please help me. Please help me. Because usually when you get angry at him or her, you want to show that you don't need him or her. You want to prove that you can survive. You can very well survive alone. And that is the pride that that always goes with anger. If you are capable of writing it down, Darling, I suffer. I need your help. You will suffer much less right away. Even if he has has not done anything, she has not done anything, the fact that you can bring yourself to write down that sentence will bring your anger down. Darling, I need your help. I am sure that uh, when she got the message, she will think very deeply about it. What I have done in order to make him angry like that. What I have said in order to make him angry that. So you I invited uh, her to meditate with you. I always advise my friend to write these three sentences down on it small sheet of paper the size of your credit card and you slip slip it into your wallet. Every time anger manifests, go home to yourself, breathe in mindfully, breathe out mindfully and take that piece of paper out and read read it. And you know exactly what to, to do and what not to do. You are a real practitioner. And if you can help your son, your partner, your husband, your wife, your daughter to do the same, that would be wonderful. And you are both together on the path of transformation and healing and you can transform the energy of anger and violence into the energy of understanding and compassion. When we are angry, we are not very lucid. That is why uh, Acting out of anger will bring suffering. Sometimes you, pre- you can prevent, um, you can uh, pretend to be angry. But if you are really angry, don't do anything, don't say anything. And you can tell him or tell her, without anger, that you suffer, that you are angry that you want to, him to know it. And that is much better than to, 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 to use your anger in order to prove something. There are those of us who think that the energy of anger can be very powerful. And if you make use of that energy, you will do a lot of things. If people are able to blow themselves up, because they have a lot of anger in them. Anger is a tremendous amount, uh, kind of energy. It's true that the terrorists have a lot of anger in themselves. That is why they can do anything in order to punish. And if we are angry, and if we use anger as energy in order to punish them back, we are behaving in exactly the same way. And the teaching of the Buddha is that anger cannot, uh, can never remove anger, anger can only promote more anger. Only understanding and compassion can put down the flame of anger in us and in the other person. Understanding and compassion is the only antidote for anger. And using that, You heal yourself, and you help heal the people who are victims of anger. And that is why we cannot believe in the benefit of anger, because anger will always bring more anger. Violence will always bring more violence. In a person-to-person relationship, that is true. In the relationship between one group of people, with another group, one country with another country, the same is true, the same thing is true. I have the idea that uh, your practice of meditation might contradict your eagerness to succeed in your career. Years ago, we had a, a retreat for business leaders Organized in Plum many many business leaders came and practiced with us one week, for one week. How to practice and succeed in our own business? So the practice and the business, they can come together perfectly. Business leaders, they suffer like uh, any other. if they suffer less, they could succeed more in their business. And that is why the practice helps the business. And the, the business does not become an obstacle for the practice. Many businessmen and women do not have the time for themselves and for their beloved ones. They don't know how to take care of themselves and of their beloved ones. That is why they suffer and they make their beloved one suffer. What is the use of having a lot of money if you suffer so much and if your beloved one suffers? There must be ways to practice in order for you to have the time for your business and have the time for yourself and for your beloved ones. We need to go to such a retreat and learn. My next book is about power. I deal with the question of uh, success and the practice. Last year, we had a retreat for members of the Congress in Washington, D.C. And uh, members of the Parliament They are very busy, they have a lot of uh, worries. In the beginning, they thought that it's impossible for them to apply the practice of meditation, of mindfulness. But finally, after the retreat, they have been able to put into practice the things that they have learned. Just a few weeks ago, one uh, congressman wrote to us and said that, well, from his office to the place he has to vote, he always practices walking meditation, mindful breathing, and not thinking at all. And he said he cannot survive without that practice. He can stop completely his thinking and focus only on his steps and his mindful breathing that help him to survive. And if he can put into practice other techniques, he will succeed more in his career as a politician. The business person walking from one building to another building may like to practice mindful breathing, mindful walking in order to enjoy uh, every step. He or she can can practice working in the kingdom of God from one building to another, not thinking about his business. Thinking is productive when you are mindful, concentrated. A lot of thinking does not happen. Thinking. With a lot of mindfulness and concentration, will be very productive. Stopping the thinking is very important. Before you make a phone call, you might like to practice mindful breathing three times. Breathing in, I calm myself, breathing down, I smile. And after three, uh, uh, after one minute or half a minute to practice like that, you are you are fresh, and the, the quality of your conversation will be better. You can communicate better. You may be more successful in your business. So the practice does not go against your business. In fact, it promotes, it, it helps your business. The practice help you to take care of yourself at the same time as your business. If you don't take care of yourself, you will ruin your business in the future, and you will ruin yourself and ruin uh, the people you love. And that is why uh, we should not think that the practice uh, prevent us to to succeed in our career, in our in what we want to do. do the most in our life. Uh, we need a lot of time to discuss about this very important uh, topic. I think um, mindfulness bring about. Um, understanding and compassion. Mm, We know that uh, happiness is possible only when we have uh, good communication, good uh, mutual understanding. And in the business, Everyone would like to see the business uh, uh, goes well, and uh, not only um, the, the the directors, but also employees should be able to uh, to practice in order for mutual understanding to be there and this uh, does not require money if you are not happy in your family if you do not have good communication between members of the, your family you cannot bring that uh, you cannot uh, bring that kind of you cannot bring an atmosphere of mutual understanding and trust into your business. That is why it's very important that you go home to yourself and bring the bring the element of uh, harmony, of uh, freshness, of calm to yourself. And uh, after that, you have members of the family to do the same. If there is good communication, good. Understand between the same members of the same family, and then you have uh, an opportunity to bring it into your business. Employees should be taken care of exactly the same way we take care of our members of our family. We should inquire about, uh, we should inquire about the difficulties, we should be able to listen to them and to give them advice in love and speech. And in that way, we transform our business into a family. And if you have difficulties, discuss with your employees. And sometimes, they can offer, because our, our purpose is happiness. There are many people who have a lot of money, but who are not happy. That is why we should uh, remove the idea that happy, that uh, money is the only condition for happiness. If there is mutual understanding, good communication and compassion, there will be happiness even if you have less uh, money. And if uh, you can run your business in that way, uh, ma- uh, employees will uh, support you, and there will be a chance for your business to go to, to go. To much better, and this is my answer for, for um, um, uh, to the problem of uh, employees and benefit. We should not underestimate the benefit of uh, happiness, mutual understanding, good communication, compassion should be the benefit we get while doing, doing business. Also, do not just think about money. when you have when someone who is very close to you when you lose someone who is very close to you you suffer you used to see him to meet him or her every day now since uh, he is no longer there she is no longer there you suffer How can we deal with uh, the problem of grief? Suddenly, someone who is clear to you is no longer there. The problem of birth and death is uh, a main subject of uh, Buddhist meditation. It would be a pity that if we are too busy to uh, to meditate meditate on the theme of birth and death. Those of us who have practiced the Buddha's teaching, we are capable of touching our, uh, our ground of no birth and no death. Our true nature is the nature of no birth and no death. And with deep meditation we can touch that nature of no birth and no death in us. That is something that you can benefit from the practice of deep meditation. Suppose you Suppose you visualize a, a cloud in the sky. A cloud in the sky is supposed to become rain later on, in the evening, on the, during the next day. If you look deeply into the nature of the cloud, you can see the nature of no birth and no death of the cloud. The cloud has not come from nothing. The cloud has come from the ocean, from the river, from the lake, from the sunshine. The cloud is the continuation of the water, of the heat. And if in one hour a cloud is to become rain, we cannot describe it as dying. The moment the cloud becomes the rain must be described as, as a moment of transformation, a moment of continuation. Suppose uh, half of the cloud has become rain falling on earth, and the other half is still in the sky looking down and see herself, half of herself, and smiling to that. Darling, I know you are down there enjoying your new form as a stream of water. I'm joining you sometime very soon. I'm not afraid. To be a cloud floating in the sky is wonderful. But to become a stream of water flowing on earth is also wonderful. I know my nature is the nature of no birth and no death. There is only a continuation with other forms. And that is why nothing is lost. The person you think you have lost is is still there in her new form. in in his new forms. If you look deeply, you can still recognize him, recognize her. And you say, Darling, I know you are still there. I am touching you in your new forms of manifestations. Please, if you come to the Buddhist tradition, you have to learn that uh, kind of meditation in order to touch the nature of no birth and no death. Only with non-fear that your could your could your happiness become uh, perfect if fear is still there your happiness can never be perfect and the gift of non-fear is given to you only with the practice of looking deeply for you to touch the nature of no birth and no death not only the nature of a buddha is the nature of no birth and no death but your own nature is also the nature of no birth and no death, the nature of a cloud, the nature of a pebble or a tree. A young person asked me, "How could uh, she believe in herself? How should how she how could she believe in people around her if she doesn't believe, if she cannot believe in the people around her?" She cannot believe in herself. What a question for a very young person! The fact is that when you look at people around you, you can only see very—you uh, uh, cannot see very deep. Sometimes you conclude that that person is very mean. There's nothing good in him or her. She has only violence and uh, jealousy uh, and anger, and you don't believe in her. You don't believe that she can become a happy person, a good person. And if you have, if you look around and you. You see many people like that, you will lose your faith, your trust in human beings. And you lose lose the trust on yourself. According to the teaching of the Buddha, the human being contains all kinds of seeds in his or her consciousness. We have a seed of anger in us, but we also have a seed of compassion in us. We have a seed of uh, uh, betrayal in us but we have a seed of of, uh, faithfulness in us. We have a seed of sorrow in us but we have also a seed of uh, joy in us. If you are lucky, if you are put in a good environment and then the seed of uh, joy, the seed of uh, uh, faithfulness, the seed of uh, compassion will be water, and you become a compassionate person, a joyful person. But if you are not lucky, if they put you into a bad environment, only the seed of anger and dishonesty and fear manifest, are watered and manifest. And that is why when you look at person, you have to look deeply. Although she is angry, she suffers a lot, she is not joyful. But the seed of joy, of faithfulness, of compassion are still in her. Because no one so far has helped her and watered these seeds. You may be the one who will be who will do the, 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 the work of watering these seeds. And if you can water the seed of joy, compassion in one person, you become my bodhisattva. Although though you are still very young, and believe. And if, uh, if you listen to the Buddha, you, you see that uh, transformation is possible. Everyone is a Buddha to become. Everyone has the seat of understanding, compassion, goodness. Only if we can put that person in a good environment, If we can, if only we can water the good seeds in him or in her, she will become a happy person and good person. That is why let us not conclude too too quickly. She has not got the chance. He has not got the chance. We should help him. We should help her. And nowadays the environment is not so good. We allow ourselves, we allow, we allow the bad seeds in us to be watered every day. That is why we have to come together and discuss a tra- strategy, how to protect us, how not allow the environment, not allow them to water the seed of anger, of violence, of fear, of despair in us. This is a very urgent question, not only for the young people, but for the less young people also. The problem of uh, the practice of mindful consumption. We have create seen healthy environment for ourselves. This is very urgent. When we set up a monastery, we have the intention to create a healthy environment where we are protected, so that we can everyday water the seed of compassion and joy in us. And when we, we are filled with compassion and joy, we can go out and help many people, and help them to set up other environments like that, for the refuge of other people. And uh, if, you, if you look the way the Buddha advised you and then you see the good seeds in everyone and you will believe you will not lose your faith in human beings, you will not leave, uh, lose your faith in yourself because the Buddha has confirmed everyone has the Buddha nature, the, the nature of enlightenment. Of goodness. Ngày mai á, mình sẽ có một cái buổi pháp thoại ở trên tu viện Lộc Viếng á, bằng tiếng Anh lúc tám giờ rưỡi sáng. Tomorrow we will have a dharma talk in English at 8.30 in the Deer Park Monastery. Và lúc 11 giờ mình sẽ có một bài, tho- bài Phật Thoại bằng tiếng Việt với cái chủ đề là niềm tin, sự tuyệt vọng và tình yêu trong nhà của Trình Công Sơn. Uh, and then we shall have a drama talk uh, in Vietnamese at 11 o'clock on the theme uh, uh, Hope, Despair and Love in the music of Trinh Công Sơn. Trinh Công Sơn is a very well-known uh, um, um, composer in in Vietnam. There is uh, a question about how to forgive uh, oneself. That has been partly answered uh, with the, with the, together with other questions. If you know that yourself is made of uh, non self elements, then forgiveness will no longer be a problem. That everything we have done in the past, no matter how negative they are, they are still there in the present moment. And in this present moment, you are able to recognize them and transform them. I have told you uh, uh, the story of someone who. Uh, who said something, who had said something very nice, not very nice, to her grandmother, and uh, who regretted very much. And now going home to the present moment, she recognized the presence of her grandmother in every cell of her body and said, Grandma, I'm sorry, I did not have enough mindfulness, concentration, and insight, I said something that." Cause suffering to you and to me, I am determined not to do it again from now on. And that person can see her grandma smiling, and the wound is healed. About ten or more years ago, we offer a retreat for Vietnam War veterans. And one person told us that he could not forgive himself because during the war he had killed five children, innocent children. Now back to the United States of America, every time he found himself together with children in a room, he could not. He could not bear it, he had to run out of the room right away. In fact, when he was in Vietnam, during a battle, his uh, unit was uh, attacked, and uh, many of his friends died. So he was full of anger, he wanted to retaliate. He wanted to revenge. So he put uh, explosive in sandwiches, and make it into a box, and put it on the gate of the village where his friends were killed. And he hid himself. And then he saw five sick children coming out, and found the box of sandwich. They enjoyed eating a sandwich. And I par- and he practically saw. The children twisting and 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 uh, and uh, crying, and he practically saw their parents came out, coming out, and try to help them. But he knew that no nothing could be done to help the children, because uh, the place is very far away from any city. To have a hospital. And when he survived the war and went back to America, that image always stayed with him. He had done everything his psychotherapist tried the best to help him, but he could not. He could not. uh, He did not dare to tell the story to anyone except to his mother. And his mother said, My son, these are things that happen in wars. You should not suffer too much because of it. But that was not satisfying to him. When he came to us in a retreat of mindfulness in Northern California, I told him this, Okay, you have killed five children. But do you know? Do you know that in the present moment you can you can save five children or more? Because children continue to die in the world, including in America. There are children who die just because they don't have a tablet of medicine the children who die because they don't have a bowl of rice to eat. And what are you doing with your life? You can use your your day in order to save a lot of children. Instead of sitting there and thinking of the five children you have killed, you should go out and help save uh, those and of the children who are dying in this very moment. If you know how to go home to the present moment, and look deeply and see what to be done in order to repair the damage in the past, you can heal yourself very, very easily. And that helped him, that healed him. Here, he followed my advice. He began anew, and he repaired the damage that he had done in the past of course in the past we have made mistakes all of us but we should not allow that suffering to dominate us to follow us day and night we should go home to the present moment and ask the question what we do in order what can we do in order to neutralize the suffering in the past understanding and compassion will help you to see what you can do, and what you should not continue to do in order to to transform your life, to transform our society. And the teaching of the Buddha going home to the present moment and taking good care of the present moment is very important. I think I have answered uh, to uh, most of the questions. I promised to give a talk in Vietnamese